we have on the line with us right now NFL Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and my favorite Ram. Isaac, thank you so much for being generous with your time today. No problem. Thanks for having me. You bet, Isaac. And uh, first off, uh, just a heartfelt congratulations. You know, a lot of folks here in southwest Missouri obviously rooting for for you to get in. Tell us what uh, what that was like when you got the phone call and, and when you found out. Uh, you know, I was uh, most, most appreciative, most grateful to uh, God and, uh, you know, his goodness, uh, his faithfulness. And um, just being in that moment and having an opportunity to, uh, you know, to be voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it was a special moment, uh, more so for my friends, family, uh, coaches, uh, teammates who have uh, all helped and had played a huge part in my development. Well, and the fans as well. You know, I can't, uh, I can't tell you how many times we've talked about that on the air leading up to that vote and just over the past few years and looking at the numbers. And, and Isaac, maybe one of the, the greatest route runners uh, in, in the history of the NFL. And, you know, a guy that was a Los Angeles Ram first and a St. Louis Ram and, and one of the few. Talk about those, those special seasons that you had with the Rams and, and the greatest show on turf and, and obviously played a role into uh, your uh, – getting into the, the Hall of Fame, but you look at those eight or nine seasons, you had over a 1,000 yards uh, receiving. Uh, it just had to be a very special time in your life. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very unique to be in a position, you know, having played for uh, the same organization in two cities, uh, Los Angeles and St. Louis. Uh, but those times in St. Louis, uh, when, you know, when we had it going as a group, um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's unparalleled to uh, a lot of things that's going on now in the, uh, pro football, uh, excuse me, in the National Football League. But, um, you know, I was uh, fortunate to be surrounded by uh, a lot of hardworking men, uh, guys with the same uh, similar mindset uh, who, who were not afraid to really, you know, get their knuckles dirty, as we call it, but really just to go out and really work hard, have that same mindset, uh, be focused on a goal, and uh, be able to speak the same language. Uh, it's very uh, challenging at times to get that type of camaraderie between 53 guys and uh, for us to do it for, for the amount of years that we were able to, man, it's special. And I think it's something that we'll never lose uh, as long as we're here. What's it like when that, when that group of guys gets together? What, what, what's the first conversation? Uh, what do you talk about when you guys get together? Uh, it's, it's funny now. It's, uh, we, we have a virtual locker room uh, through texting and probably emailing and things of that nature. So uh, the conversations uh, are, are truly the same. Uh, the jargon that we use, it's, it's the same. Um, uh, we get an opportunity to really uh, to compare and contrast at times uh, what's going on today versus how we do things. Or uh, There are uh, tons of counseling sessions that, that happen between the months uh, between us. And, you know, we're there to help each other. I mean, the guys may have something going on with foundations that they're doing community-wise. Uh, we'll show up, we show up for each other and show out. And um, it's, it's all similar to, you know, having that extended family that we, uh, that we all need and love. You know, with over 1,000 uh, receptions, over 15,000 yards, but that second season uh, in the league, you, you move, you make the move from Los Angeles uh, to St. Louis, and, and that's your biggest season. You have 119 receptions, 1,781 yards receiving, averaging 15 yards a catch. Uh, what was that like from from season one to season 
two for you, and then you continued that through your career. But what what was did something just click, or did you just get an opportunity? Well, I'll tell you what. I think it was more of a learning process. I think those first twelve games of my career uh, were, were huge. Uh, as far as learning, as far as, uh, you know, the grasp and the speed of the game, uh, having my eyes being open. And then the final four games of that, that, that rookie year, um, you know, I was injured. So I, I got to see the game from a different angle by just being on the sideline and, and learning how to set guys up and learning what defenses are, are attempting to do to wide receivers. Uh, we had some, some pretty really decent wide receivers on that team uh, that year, Flipper Anderson and Jesse Hester, and just their approach to the game, the way they attack defenses, um, it, you know, it was a great time for me to be in school and really just learn about being a professional and how to play the game of football. And by the time that second season came around, I think um, there were some mindset adjustments that started to happen uh, that off season, as far as, uh, you know, creating an identity of who I wanted to be as a football player and not just be another guy, but wanting to be the best and, uh, uh, you know, doing the work behind the scenes to really fortify those thoughts. And once we got to spring and uh, training camp that summer, I think I was in a position really to really show uh, the development and uh, the seeds that were sown, and uh, they started to grow. Visiting with Isaac Bruce, uh, recent inductee into the NFL Hall of Fame, and that's got to sound good, doesn't it? Sounds real good, yeah. (laughs) As you look back on your career, especially early on in your career, who were some of those folks that really mentored you, that that made you or helped make you into the player that you became later in your career? Well, that's easy. Um, You know, I always start with, uh, you know, my my parents, uh, two God-fearing parents who worked hard, believed in hard work, uh, had work ethic, um, you know, and uh, were really sincere about building their faith. And they passed those things to me. And as far as football is concerned, you know, I was introduced to football by my older brother, Samuel Bruce, and developed a love of the game from another older brother, Willie Bruce. And, and uh, from there, you know, I was fortunate to meet a lot of great coaches uh, throughout my junior college career to my college career, uh, you know, the, the uh, Henry Ellerts of the world, um, Slipper Andersons, Mike Martz played a huge part in my development, and just being being under their tutelage uh, constantly helped with my development. So, you know, those guys uh, definitely played a huge part. But you know, they're, they're not limited to the the thank yous and the uh, uh, the phone calls that I made once I found out. You know, I'd be enshrined to uh, my development. In, and looking back, or looking at the game right now, um, are the, who's who's a, a player out there right now that you look at that you really kind of compare yourself to that you feel like has got maybe some of the uh, some similar skill sets and you you just really enjoy watching? Uh, I like DeAndre Hopkins down in Houston. I think uh, we have similar body types. Uh, definitely, his approach to the game is very similar. I think he's a uh, uh, you know. Um, uh, offensive, offensive player. And what I mean by that, he's a guy that can really go out, command a double team, and uh, anytime he sees a single coverage, he could hurt you. I mean, he's a guy with a, what I call a 5-2 wide receiver. He can run, block, he can take the top off the defense, and also can uh, be involved in the run game. So he's one of those guys that I see a lot of similar traits that I had when I was playing. 
as you look at this year at the, at the Super Bowl, the Chiefs come out, you know, they, they win the Super Bowl, the, the hype surrounding them uh, on a national level is very similar to what uh, the greatest show on turf went, went through back, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. What advice would you give, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs players right now, quarterbacks, wide receivers, whomever, to, to, to be able to sustain that? Well, I'd say keep your eyes on the important things, uh, you know, as far as football is concerned. Uh, that is uh, playing and winning Super Bowls. Uh, and other important things like uh, making all-pro teams uh, and pro bowls. I mean, because those are the things that, you know, if you ever put on a helmet on a professional level, those are the things that you, you should have as a goal and want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, from there comes, you know, the fame, the money, and all the other things that, you know, that, that people want that really don't want to work for them. So uh, if they keep their, their, their focus on winning championships, and doing those other things, making playoff appearances, I think that the, you know their their the fame will go on for a very long time. Isaac, and we're visiting with Isaac Bruce. Isaac, as you look at today, the rules of the game uh, that have changed even since you've left the game, and uh, you know you you haven't been out that long. You just go back to two thousand and nine, your your last season, so just basically a decade. Uh, how would you have? How much would you enjoyed have been able to have taken advantage of some of the rule changes right now with regards to pass interference and and holding and things of that nature? Well, when you talk about similarities between the Great Show and Turf and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, I mean that's that's one of the places you would start uh, from a personnel standpoint. It's it's similar. I think uh, as far as the running game is concerned, uh, we were uh, definitely better. Uh, as far as, you know, what what's happening on the perimeter is similar. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, you have to see and compare the gauntlets that we went through. Uh, what they're going through right now is totally different than what we had to uh, face. I mean, we faced uh, linebackers. We faced uh, safeties who had our respect before the game even started. I mean, there was an intimidation factor of going across the middle, and not many people want to do that or really had the nerve to make plays across the middle of the field. I mean, today's game is totally different. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, from a quarterback standpoint, he's protected more. The players on the perimeter on the outside, they're a whole lot more protected. Uh, the defense that they're going up against is a little bit more handcuffed than what they were when we were playing. So uh, that's the biggest difference. So to put my group of guys uh, on the field uh, with these rules right now, uh, I mean, I think a lot of us would still be playing and uh, the numbers would be astronomical. Do you remember your the, the situation surrounding your first touchdown reception? Absolutely. Uh, I was a rookie in 1994, uh, second game of the year. Uh, had had not caught a pass in the first game uh, versus Arizona, but uh, coming up against Atlanta, um, I was a third receiver, came in on the third down play. Uh, and what's funny is the similar building of Super Bowl 34, similar play call. Uh, similar result in the same end zone, side of the end zone that happened. So um, I remember catching my first pass, which was a touchdown pass uh, in the NFL in 1994, right there in September. Outstanding. What was it like then to go from the Rams to the 49ers? Did you have to kind of check your jersey and say, wait a second here, I'm, you know, Rams to the 49ers, that would be, be an eye-opening experience. Yeah, it, it was strange, and, uh, you know, a lot of great players go through that uh, uh, that situation. You know, the great O.J. Simpson ended up playing for the 49ers. 
uh, a lot of guys. You know, you got Tony Dorsett and ended up playing for the Broncos, and we may soon see Tom Brady maybe lining up in a different uniform here soon. But, you know, I, my experience was that, you know, I was in a preseason game, and, you know, it was pretty normal. We're playing the, the Raiders in Oakland, and, uh, you know, I, I look down at my uniform, and it's a different color. And I'm like, whoa, I mean, this is real. The change has happened after 14 years in one place. Uh, here I am in another place. So I had to adapt, and, and uh, you know, once the adaptation takes place, it's time to uh, dominate where you are. Ah, you bet. And, you know, coming out of uh, Memphis University and, uh, you know, into the end of the NFL, uh, what, uh, where are you living at now and kind of what, what, what dominates your time right now as, 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 a, as a Hall of Famer? Well, I'm a, uh, I live in South Florida. Uh, my wife and I, we have two girls and a promise. And, you know, they get a lot of my time. They're very young, 10 and 4. So, uh, you know, I wear a lot of different hats from uh, ministry to uh, being a, uh Uber driver, taxi cab driver for my children and uh, just rooting them on and uh, really uh, starting the process of infilling them uh, with confidence and courage. So, um, that takes a lot of our time, and uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it. A lot of you know, high school athletes right now, especially maybe listening in this area. What what just some words of, of advice that you would give to a to a high school athlete, or maybe even to his folks about raising him and putting him in the best situation to maybe get participate at the collegiate level, and then and maybe even further. What advice would would, would Isaac Bruce at this point in your in your life? What advice would you give them? Well, my advice would be to start framing your future. I think, you know, we have iPhones that takes pictures, and, you know, we often go back to see the pictures taken, but uh, we don't spend much time framing futures. So um, um, it's kind of like the, the horse and the carrot. Uh, be in a situation or uh, be able to help your children uh, uh, by propelling them to greatness. Um, I think that we can uh, benefit a lot more from reading. Uh, I think every generation should read more than the last generation read. So I think reading, having quiet time, uh, listening to their inner intuition, and uh, being moved off that. And one other thing I'd, I'd have to say to learn to control your emotions. Um, we all have emotions, but at times there are, there are people who, whose emotions have them. And, um, you know, that'd be my advice. Uh, practice it every day, rehearse it. And uh, I think it'd be a, it'd be better for them. And Isaac, and we're visiting with Isaac Bruce, and you, you've made uh, a couple of different mentions of of your faith, and uh, what what part did that play in uh, your your NFL career, your your high school NFL college career, and in your life now? Well, I was fortunate early in my life to learn, uh, start to learn about faith, and. Uh, uh, start to put a focus on it. Um, I think we're living in a time where faith is uh, no longer an option but a requirement. So, um, you know, faith is, 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 is what, you know, I endeavor to walk by and to live by and to teach my children. I mean, it's important to my wife and I that we leave a legacy of faith uh, for not only for my children but the next generation coming behind us. And uh, it's big. I think we uh, uh, are responsible for the growth of our faith, and, and the Bible tells us that it comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, um, you know, we make it our priority to uh, have God speak to us uh, via His Word, uh, 
And uh, that's something that we're currently teaching our children. Absolutely. Well, Isaac, uh, I certainly appreciate you being generous with your time. I know you've had a lot of requests and uh, uh, for uh, you know airtime visits, and and just so happy as a as a Rams fan and an Isaac Bruce fan uh, to see this happen for you. And, and God bless you, and thank you so much for your time this morning. And and hey, go out and, and enjoy this time with your family. Yes, sir. Thank you.